You are listening to the Morning Bliss with Patricia Mandula. Good time to wake up and live after those readings, right? Uh, it's time for us to get motivated, to get that oomph for the day, the zeal, the zest for the day. Uh, this morning we are discovering the leader in the mirror. Uh, our guest is Mr. Confidence Salime, who's an award-winning author. He's written 29 books. He's got his own publishing company. He started this journey when he was 16, by the way, this writing journey. And he's also a motivational speaker and a facilitator early riser this man <laughs> he's uh he's uh, ready for the punches he's ready to roll good morning mr Salim. good morning good morning patricia good morning to the listeners hey, this leadership story man. Hey. are we all leaders because others say we are not all leaders leaders are born you can't create them mina i'm just there to serve you know first are we all leaders is leadership for all of us you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. And a lot of times when you speak of leadership, a lot of people tend to switch off because they believe that leadership is somebody else. I think we always attach leadership to positions and, and, and ranks, you know. But leadership is not about that. You said something very interesting. You said somebody will say, I'm just here to serve. And that's the number one candidate for leadership. Because leadership at the core of it is about serving. Every great leader that you can think of, at the core of what made them great leaders was the fact that they, were, they had the heart to serve. And anybody who doesn't have the heart to serve should not be in a leadership position or should not consider themselves a leader. So if you have the heart to serve, then you are a great candidate for leadership. So leadership is not about positions. It's, it's, it's about service. It's about what are you doing for humanity to move humanity forward. And you don't need to be an MD or a CEO or a manager somewhere to be able to do that. So everybody has the capacity to be a leader. It's just that do you have the heart to serve? And if you have that, then you qualify for leadership. You know, when we speak leadership, um, like you're saying, uh, everyone says it's for that person, mm -hmm. it's not for me. But also when we speak leadership, we forget that we are leaders in every sphere of life. Yeah. So for me, I, I like to break it down into chunks. Yeah. You look at the first unit that we are introduced to when we come on earth is the family unit. Mm -hmm. We all have roles in the family yeah. unit. I, I am a daughter before mm. I'm a wife, yes, before I'm a mother. Yes, ma'am why not learn how to lead in that role that you are given as a daughter? And then you lead in the role as uh, a wife. You lead mm. in a role as a mother. Mm. And then you also lead in your role in your career, in yeah. your business. But you know, we don't see that we need to be leading in everything we do, no matter how small-scaled it is, yeah. because it is significant and important. It is significant. And... That's where you really learn the core of leadership. As a daughter, mm. one of the ways that your parents trained you was go wash the dishes. We see it as something as quite menial and, 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 mm. and mm. maybe not significant. But the fact that you've been given responsibility, because leadership is also attached to responsibility. Yes. The fact that you've been given responsibility, it means that now you are in charge of a particular thing. And when you've been given charge of something, it means that you have to take leadership over it. You are given that responsibility to go wash the dishes and you'll be assessed by, are the dishes clean? Did you wash all of them? So now there's a diagnosis happening. There's a, a, um, evaluation happening. We think evaluation <laughs> happens just in the corporate. But even in the home, that's where it starts. And I think as parents, um, if you want to really 
cultivate our kids into leaders. We have to start giving them more responsibilities because that's how you teach them to become leaders. You have to give them tasks and say, for this week, I want you to achieve one, two, and three. As menial as that may seem, you are planting seeds of leadership in them because you are teaching them about responsibility. And those principles that you are now inculcating in them, they are going to take them into the world, and those are the things that are going to help them succeed. You know, I, I'm grateful that I was raised, uh, and I think you met her this morning as you were coming, yeah. by my grandmother, yeah, uh, the woman who birthed my mother. Yeah. And when she raised me, she kept saying, don't do as I say, do mm. as I do. Wow. So if the first time you're going to wash dishes, with yeah. that example, yeah. she will be there washing them. Yes. So she can show you how it's done. Oh, that's do beautiful. as I do, not as, as I, I say. say. Uh, so, so, so leaders these days, they are talking, but may I don't see what they are doing. doing. You, you, there's a principle that I love. There's, it's actually a, a quote, a proverbial quote. It says, example is not one form of leadership. It is the only form of leadership. So as a leader, your, your actions will always speak louder than your words. And if you, your actions are louder than yours, then I'm going to listen to your actions. Yep. As, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and some, sometimes as, uh, leaders say one thing, but they, they do they, another. Yeah, their mouth ah, is going ah. south, but their feet are going north. Ah. And then we don't know where to follow. 2024 is waiting for ah. us. <laughs> Let's see if the votes will translate. Let's go in the same direction with our lips and ah. our legs. It's a, let's go for a quick break. Please join in on the conversation, A-team, as we're talking about discovering the leader in the mirror. Wake up and live is the feature. The Morning Blaze with Patricia Mandula. Wake up and live. We are discovering the leader in the mirror. So what do you see in the mirror? What do you see in the mirror? I think that's where leadership starts. If you don't see yourself as somebody who has potential, you'll never go embark on a journey to uncover that potential. Imagine mining companies, um, the Anglos, the Xaros, etc., when they go digging for gold, they don't have to create the gold that's in the ground. They simply have to go and excavate it. But they have to believe, and obviously they do studies to find out there's gold here. So with us, there is leadership gold within us. But our job is to excavate it. A lot of times we think we have to invent it or create it. No, it's already embedded within you. It's already there. But when Anglo goes and digs up the gold, what they bring up to the ground looks nothing like gold. Mm, it's mm. rubbles, it's rocks, it's sand. True. And a lot of times we look at our own potential and we think, but this is just rubble. This is just sand. I don't, I'm not refined. That's okay. You can go through the refining process. But the first thing is to be able to look in the mirror and say, I see potential here. I believe I can become this thing. Because once you start seeing the potential, then it starts directing your behavior, whether or not you refine it, whether you or not <clears throat> you take the necessary steps to develop and uncover and become the thing that you created to be. It's almost like there's a picture I love um, of this cat. Ne? This cat is looking in the mirror, but it's seeing a lion in the mirror. Mm. So it's seeing what it can become. 
With a lot of people, they look in the mirror, they are the cat, but then they see a mouse. They are not seeing the lion that they can become. And whatever you see in the mirror is what you become. And when you look at the lion, the lion will go out there and hunt. So if you look in the mirror, you're a cat, you look in the mirror and you see a lion, then you're going to start behaving like a lion. When opportunities come, you're going to go hunt, you're going to go catch, you're going to become brave, it's going to inculcate courage and confidence within you. But if you see the mouse, you know the mouse, when it hears a sound, the first thing it thinks about is running away. And so when you see yourself as a mouse, when you don't see the leader in the mirror, when opportunities come, you start running away. It's like that sound, bah, the mouse, the instinct to run away. So a lot of times when you, you don't see yourself as somebody who can become great, who can do significant things in this world, when opportunities come, you start running away. But those who see themselves in the correct way, they see themselves as the lion that they can become. When the opportunity comes, it's like when a lion hears a sound, it starts thinking maybe there is an impala running. So your perspective changes. But your perspective is informed by how do you see yourself. You know, the, 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 the fact that you're saying, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Mm. And you're you are mentioning that others will see themselves as a lion and others will be a mouse. Mm. It makes me think of um, uh, chapters in the, in, the, in the Holy Book, the Bible, mm. uh, where Moses was given a task by God. Mm. Yeah. And Moses said, well, I, I can't go back to Egypt. Firstly, I was raised by the Egyptians. Yeah. Secondly, I stutter. I stutter. I'm not good with words. Yeah. I can't speak. I can't. He just saw all the wrong things about himself. Mm. And then God is the one who said, don't worry, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going to speak through you. Yeah. I'll sharpen your tongue. I'll yeah. give you all the tools. Yeah. Don't we all need a God in our lives? Like, don't we need a person to remind us those things? Because if if I look in the mirror and mm. I see a mouse, mm. it won't be easy for me to just all of a sudden start seeing a, a, a lion. lion. I'm going to keep on seeing a mouse. Yeah. Don't I need someone to speak volume into me? It's, it's one of the things I want us to discuss mm. is what are the voices that you are listening to? Yeah. Because Moses had two voices that were speaking to him. The first voice was the voice, his internal voice, which said, I stutter, I'm too old, I'm all of these things. But there was another voice, the God voice. And the God voice is the voice that is, is, is inspiring you. Is, is God saying to you, I made you to be more than what you think you are. And even the gaps that you think you have, I'm able to cover those gaps. And if you look at Moses, it's very interesting. He, he, was, he was speaking about the fact that he stutters, but he didn't speak about the fact that he's a great leader. I mean, how do you lead three million people through the desert for 40 years? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So sometimes we look in the mirror and we all we see are deficits and we fail to see our strengths. And it's something that I call the, the dirty mirror effect. I was going to come to that. What yeah. is it? When you look in the mirror, no? mm -hmm. imagine that you, my wife loves cleaning the mirrors in the house. And sometimes I look at the mirror and I think, but this mirror is, is already clean, but she keeps cleaning it. And I think it's a very good principle to apply in our own lives. Because a lot of times we look in the mirror and the mirror is dirty. And because the mirror is dirty, we see the dirt in the mirror and we think that the dirt is on us. So there are things that people have sprayed on your mirror in your life. There are things that have been said to you, maybe when you were a child, when you were growing up, uh, maybe at school, maybe by your parents, maybe by friends, by peers. And all through your life, your mirror, people have been throwing debt on your mirror. So now when you look at the mirror, all you see is the debt. And that dirty mirror effect tends to make people look at themselves and all they see is the debt in the mirror and then they think that they are worthless.
But what we have to start doing is start cleaning our mirrors. And one of the ways to clean our mirrors is exactly what you're talking about. The voices that you begin hearing, the voices that you start listening to. Remember, back to the Bible again, faith comes by hearing. So the things that you believe are determined by the things that you listen to. Who are the voices that you're listening to in our lives? And we have to be very intentional about who we listen to because the people that we give our ear to shape our thinking. If I hear something repeatedly, so that's why it's important when you're, when you're building your, your, your self-confidence and your self-esteem, you have to be very intentional about how regular are you listening because that starts programming your subconsciousness as well. It becomes the truth. The truth that you hear is the truth that you start living out. It's the truth that you start believing. So if you're constantly listening to negative information, negative things about who you are, that's why relation, toxic relationships are also so, so bad because you are being told on a constant basis that you're worthless, that you're worth nothing. And then you start believing those things and you start behaving in a way that reflects those things. But, you know, okay, so I hear you mm. that the mirror gets dirtied by people mm. and we need to start cleaning it up by what we hear. Mm. I want to throw something back at you. Yes, ma'am. And, and and I know others will say, but Amanduli, you are being very um, heartless. Mm. I'm a firm believer in accountability. Yeah. Right? Mm. Every single day, mm. if I'm going to get out of my house and walk on the street, yeah. I'm going to step into mud, mm. grass, mm. Um, dog poo. Mm. <laughs> the, the, I'm going to get rained on. I'm going to, you know, garbage, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm walking in my shoes, yeah, right? Every 100%, 100%. day, I'm walking in my shoes. So they're getting dirty. Yeah. Every day, I'm going to have to come back home yeah. and clean these shoes. Yeah, 100%. I can't expect the streets to clean my shoes for me. I'm the one who's going to wear them again. It's the streets that dirtied them. But yeah. I, it's my responsibility. So why is it that, as, as much as I said, we need a God to talk to us. We mm. need that that sounding voice that's going to say, "Get up, get up! You can do it." Yeah. You know, but uh, that voice can be loud and audible and everything else. Mm. If you don't hear it and you don't take up that armor and yeah. wear it, I shall lose to it. Means nothing. 100%. So the responsibility is ours. Hundred percent. Once the mirror is clean. Eh? Now you have no long, you have no excuse anymore, because you may find that you've cleaned the mirror, but then you realize that you know what I'm the one who's been walking in the street. Oh, I'm the one who dirtied it myself as I'm well. Hundred percent. Because I'm always on Instagram and yeah. watching people with a figure that's better than me, <laughs> and I'm crying. To, I'm stupid. Yeah. Hundred percent. And once the mirror is clean, then there is no more excuses. Yeah. Then you have to start and be start looking in the mirror and say, but what are the things that I'm doing that's delaying my own progress. So now you come into, as you said, accountability. Mm -hmm. And really, leadership begins with self-leadership. And once you, 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 you are able to lead self, it becomes easier to lead others. And you've, you've, you've touched on something that I want to speak on. It's self-developmental areas for leaders. And number one is self-motivation so that you can withstand challenges. Yes. You're talking about, about the voices and... And one of the biggest voices in your life, which we a lot of times we undermine, is the voice of your own of of, of your own speech, the sp the things that you say to yourself, because a lot of times people don't have to be dragged down in the mud by others. They are they are laying down and rolling in the mud themselves. Voluntarily so. Voluntarily so. 
going in the mud, you're wearing your nice white suit, but you're in the mud, rolling, 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 and you wonder why it's dirty. So one of the things you have to start thinking about is self-motivation so you can withstand challenges. And I always make this example that if you are, if you are hungry, no? it's always better to, ha to have grown your own vegetables in your own backyard. A lot of times when we get hungry, we go out there and we, we go to the neighbor and say, neighbor, do you have some food for me? Can you give me an encouraging word? Can you? And you never know what the neighbor is going to give you. They might give you poisoned carrots. They might give you something that is unhealthy. But if you are growing your own, your own vegetables in your own garden, then you know that I've been, what I've been growing is a good thing. What I've been growing is something that is healthy. And you can go back and actually cultivate those vegetables and you know that what you're eating is going to be good for you. That's what self-motivation is about. It's about you being able to, to cultivate your, your own form of inspiration, you know. And it also comes from what are you listening to? What have you been putting into your bank? It's like a bank account that you constantly need to be uh, depositing money into so that when you need a withdrawal, you are able to readily withdraw so that you have the resources that you need. So number one is self-motivation so that you can withstand challenges. Number two is self-discipline so you can develop consistency. You know, without consistency, there is no results that can ever, ever come about. Look at people who, who go to the gym. You know, some, sometimes you go to the gym and there's people there who have uh, not just six packs, but eight packs. And you wonder, <laughs> what are you doing here, you know? <laughs> but those results are brought about by consistency. If you go there on Monday, um, they're in the gym. If you go there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're in the gym. And so a lot of times we want results, but we are not willing to be consistent. And consistency is also uh, uh, well, rather, commitment is also proven in consistency. If you are really committed to something, then you'll be consistently doing that particular thing. So number two is self-discipline so that you can s develop consistency because consistency is what will give you the results that you need. Number three is self-confidence so that you can become a builder. The worst kind of leader to have is a leader who has no self-confidence because when they see other people around them who are confident, their knee-jerk reaction will be to push them down. But when you are a leader who is self-confident, who believes in themselves, who are courageous, when you see people, those traits in people, your reaction will be to go beneath them and lift them even higher. It will not go to go above them and suppress them. So you have to have self-confidence as a leader because then you have the tools to start building other people. And that's what leadership, leadership is really about. It's about helping to build other people. So it's self-motivation so you can be, withstand challenges, self-discipline so you can develop consistency, and self-confidence so that you can become a builder. Or you can just get yourself a confidence dilemma book. <laughs> 29, it's going to build you up. <laughs> That's one thing for sure. Thank how you for the plug. <laughs> how do we define leadership? Oh, leadership. Um, we spoke about um, we spoke about the fact that leadership a lot of times is attached uh, to titles, but it's, that's, that's not what it is. Leadership, firstly, leadership is not a privilege that should be enjoyed by the few. It's a responsibility that should be carried by all. When we think of leaders, we think politicians, we think uh, business leaders, etc. But in your own sphere, in your own right, you are a leader because there's a set of responsibilities that you have. And it's only when all the different parts of the body start 
working together that the whole body can move forward. Mm. And you may find that you are you don't see yourself as a leader because you are not the head. When we think of leadership, we think of the head. But you may find that you are the feet. And if you don't move, the head may strategize. The head may say we need to go in that particular direction. The eyes may be seeing the vision. But you have a responsibility, even if you are the arm, even if you are the leg, to, to move, to create the momentum. So leadership is not a privilege that should be enjoyed by the few. It's a responsibility that should be carried by all. Secondly, leadership is not a service you demand. It's a service you provide. A lot of times when we think of leadership, we think of this person in this high chair and people are bringing them tea, people are, white, are, are polishing their shoes, people are fetching their dry cleaning for them. <laughs> and those are just some of the pegs that you may get as a leader. But being in that particular position means that you should be the greatest servant in the whole, in the whole sphere. You know, um, Jesus says the greatest among you will be your servant. So it, leadership is a service that you, you provide, not a service that you man, demand. Thirdly, leadership is not a physical position. It is a psychological positioning. A lot of times we think that having the big chair makes you a leader. There's an African proverb I love that says, a big chair does not make a king. And we think that by, being this, by having that chair of being CEO, you think, that automatically it makes you the leader. You may find that uh, the true leader in the, in the organization or in the family is somebody who doesn't ev even have any position, mm. but they've got more influence than the person who has the chair. And a lot of times we, we want to chase the chair, you know, when we should rather be chasing the function. If you begin doing the function, you'll be surprised how much the chair starts chasing you. Because like if you're in an organization and you start doing managerial type of work, even though you're not a manager, you start coming up with strategy, you start developing plans, you start creating execution models. When the time for promotion comes, they'll be looking for somebody and you'll be the first on the list. Why? Because you've been performing in that function already. That is if you have a confident leader. If you don't, then... Exactly. That's the story for another <laughs> But it's a good point. And it goes back to the self-confidence thing. Yeah. That a leader needs to be self-confident. And it, it's so dangerous. A lot of people... I get so motivated. People with talent, people with um, with with... Motivation, people who have the ability to do great things are crushed a lot of times by leaders who see their potential, but they're so threatened by that potential because they do not have self-confidence. So if you are a leader in any sphere, develop your self-confidence because if you do not, you'll, be, you'll find yourself crushing people instead of building people. So as we said, leadership is a, is, it's not a physical position, it's a psychological position. Also, leadership is not a quick 100-meter race. It is a lifelong marathon. You know, um. I love the Olympics, and one of my favorite uh, um, um, sports, uh, for lack of a better word, in the Olympics is the 100-meter race, especially when the likes of Usain Bolt was there. But I cannot stand the marathon, <laughs> the Comrades Marathon. I remember I tried watching it uh, many years back, and it starts at, I think, 5 or 6 or 7 a.m., and it, it ends at 5, 6, 7 p.m. And so with... In life, we, we always want the quick fix. We want to do the 100-meter race because it's nice, quick, it's easy. But leadership is actually a lifelong marathon. And one of the, the saddest things you find is that somebody gets into the office no? and they're celebrated as this amazing leader. Oh, our MD, our CEO, our manager, our line manager, our department head, our sales lead, etc. But then when they go home, 
the children run into their bedrooms. So there is no consistency there. Mm -hmm. So leadership is not just about how you are in one sphere. It's not a jacket that you just wear and then you take it off. Mm -mm. Leadership is like your skin. You can't take your skin off. It's something that should be consistent, that is with you, that is that is consistent in how you behave, in how you treat other people. So leadership is not a quick 100-meter race. It is a lifelong marathon. How do we turn our mirrors into windows? That's the essential function of leadership. Um, we start in the mirror, but you must not get stuck in the mirror. So you start by self-leadership, looking in the mirror and say, Okay, these are the things that I've gone through uh, that have been deliberated, that have been uh, prohibiting me from seeing myself in a particular way. You start cleaning the mirror. And then you start seeing the dead that is actually on you, the dead that you, your own habits, your own negative habits, whether you procrastinate, whether you're somebody who's hanging around with the wrong people, and you start going through the ref- refining process. So there you are still in the mirror. But the mirror will only show you one perspective, which is you. If you never turn your mirror into a window, then you'll never truly become a leader. Mm. If I'm looking in the mirror, all I see is myself. But when I turn my mirror into a a window, I start seeing the community. I start seeing other people. I start seeing the issues out there that I need to become a solution to. So a true leader, yes, we start in the mirror, but you must never get stuck in the mirror. You must turn your mirror into a window so that you can start seeing what, what, what services you can provide, what's, what's lacking in my community, what's lacking in my household, what's lacking in my organization, so that you can start providing services for those needs, That's so that you can become a solution to the problems that are present in the community. So we need to turn our, our mirrors into windows if we are to become true leaders. Sure. Powerful. Discovering the leader in the mirror. So discovering yourself as a leader, no matter where you are. That has been our discussion for Wake Up and Live uh, with the, the, the formidable confidence. <laughs> uh, these books, where do we get them? Yeah, email me info at ascensionbookpublishers.com. Visit the website www.ascensionbookpublishers.com. And then, yeah, let's have a conversation. And if you're an aspiring author, uh, and you've got an idea, even if it's just an, an, an idea phase, we can actually help you develop it into a full-fledged book. Wow. Okay. Prabenzito, when are you writing about your many years <laughs> in the radio industry yeah? and in the music industry? Prabenzito should write a book, I think. <laughs> uh, you should write a book as well. <laughs> you know, you know those, those who write books must have leg in the game like this man. You know? uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Wonderful, uh, thank wonderful. you so very much, Confidence. Always such a pleasure. You are an absolute star. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you for the platform. I appreciate it.